5: Glad to have you with us on this Friday, Labor Day weekend. Maybe some of you have uh, have plans, uh, traveling, moving about. If you do so, please be safe in so many different ways. But we appreciate you joining us today here on Fox Sports Radio as we are sitting in for Doug. We are about two and a half hours away from the start of NBA action tonight. Bucks are down 2 0 in the series, but still favorites tonight against the Miami Heat. And then after that, you've got the Lakers and Rockets starting their series. I am biased, Mike. There's no doubt about that because I am a Bucks fan. But as someone who is not a fan of the Bucks or the Miami Heat, does this series have any interest to you at all?
7: absolutely immensely Mm -hmm. one I mean because I picked the other team to go to (laughs) or to get to the conference finals I should say I had the Celtics getting there to face uh well the Nuggets who look like they're going to get disposed of pretty easily in this round unless they find some hyperbaric chamber to you know speed up the recovery process post games and get back to base one but for Giannis I mean talk about it a little bit my uh, my side interest in watching the the market of memorabilia and trading cards and being a bit active in that space. It's always curious to see how things reflect uh, for superstars and how they're seen overall. But also, you know, when we're talking about Giannis himself, the superstar and and where he falls in that pecking order and the growth of his game. And I, and I think, you know, some of the limitations that you and I were talking about a long time ago, Dan uh, have been spotlighted here in the first Mm -hmm. two games, especially if you're not going to call fouls down low. You know, we used to joke in the NFL every week there was a point of emphasis when you and I were doing the fantasy show every week. So it was, all right, we think they might call holding a lot this week based (laughs) on the chatter. So keep an eye out for XYZ. Uh, Likewise, the NBA playoffs in the bubbles I don't know that I've ever seen more fouls called on jump shots in my life
5: yeah yeah so
7: when you don't have a jump shot and you're trying to go to the rim and they're going to let you bang away that becomes a harder place for for Giannis to make his hay
5: you know the in the the travesty of game two of of the, the late foul which I thought was absurd but I'm also realistic and in knowing that the the Bucks had to get their own breaks to even be in that situation where they were able to tie it and come back in the game, they they led very little in that game too, uh, early on and then spots in the fourth quarter. But that was that was about it. It was a game that was mostly led by the Miami Heat. And the reason I I ask you for the interest is not that I, that you would say no, I have no interest at all. But the Lakers <laughs> some carry some people so much- on
7: this network and others might say that. <laughs> I don't care about the bucks cuz look it's been breakfast with the bucks so the television schedule has told you what the nation yeah. feels about Milwaukee.
5: Yeah they they've they've had that that 1:30 Eastern time spot when the playoffs and them in Orlando they uh, they got that more than a few times but the reason I I just posed the question that way is because I think tonight is a is a huge huge night in that organization and a huge night for the NBA Isaac Longcron just asked us when we were doing psychic in our last segment in Game Time on what do we think about the future of Mike Budenholzer and Giannis in Milwaukee. Well, they they're they're separate but they're tied together and that's why tonight is so big. If Milwaukee wins tonight, I said I th- I think that they they win the series. I really do. I think they just need to get out of this funk. They need to get Miami out of their heads and I think that a win would be able to do that. I still think that the, I I think Miami's a good team. I don't think that Miami is a great team. So I think that they're they're beatable, especially with the pieces that the Bucks have. But if you go down three zero, Mike, you're not coming back in that series. Not against the team that is that has had your number and is obviously in your head. And then the question is posed to this: Does Mike Budenholzer? Come back next season. And and people may say, well, that's crazy if you actually care about the, the Milwaukee Bucks or if you care about the NBA and say the guys led them to the best record in the NBA the last two seasons during the regular season. Why wouldn't you have him back? Well, the one knock was what they've done in the playoffs. And honestly, now you've got the decision that you bring up with Giannis and his free agency and it's not that he'd be a free agent after this season it's just the fact that the bucks can finally then offer him his supermax contract and then he would have to decide if he wants to take that or not and if he doesn't take that contract then if you're milwaukee you're sitting there risking possibly losing him uh, to free agency the next year do you want to trade him all of those questions end up popping up but it right. goes back to me to budenholzer for the simple fact of this we saw what the Pelicans did with Alvin Gentry. And it's not that Alvin Gentry deserved to stay on for how the Pelicans performed in the bubble. That's not the case. But when you're David Griffin and you're trying to to build your organization and form it and build it around Zion, when you're not even sure about his availability, you're not taking any chances in any spot. So Alvin Gentry was going to get no benefit of the doubt whether he deserved it or not, and they are moving on. And I think that's the same thing with the Milwaukee Bucks. And if you're John Horse, the general manager, as if, you get bounced by the Heat in a conference semifinal. So no matter how wacky the season is, when that is what your coach is it, it has has it as negative box, or what what are your weaknesses? That's not good, and you aren't afforded time. To To want to evaluate Mike Budenholzer and keep him around, you've got to make decisions, and that decision is likely centered around how can we keep Giannis in Milwaukee. Whether you like Giannis's game or not, or you still have questions about it, keeping the player is, is more important than keeping the coach. And that's why I think tonight is such a big game for Milwaukee. And really, if you're one of the teams that are looking to maybe make a push at Giannis, if he ever enters free agency, it is a big night for that because this could be the first domino in what we could see a lot of dominoes happening in Milwaukee.
7: Yeah, I, I think Dan, to to your point, when you when you start splitting them and you know the road travel, you know Yogi Berra the old when you see a fork in the road, take it. Uh, here, the Bucks are going to have that potentially. Well, I mean, I think they have it at the end of the season, regard unless they hoist the the O'Brien. Like I, I think it comes down to is Giannis firmly behind Budenholzer for the long haul? I don't know that, how much you read into you know, post-game comments, but you know when he was asked about covering Jimmy Butler at the end sure. of the game, uh, you know, Coach, you know, the, I do what, what Coach says, you know kind of very flatly. Not, not angry. You don't see anger in, in the inflection in his voice that you might with other players. But just some of the quotes are like, all right, does he really trust this guy? Is this the guy to get you over? Is the style that the Bucks play is something that he wants when he sees all these other guys getting to fly around, that it's not necessarily the same offensively? And it's going to be on Giannis, too, if you want to go next level, is the, you know, you got to become a recruiter now, too, and try to convince someone to come play with you in Milwaukee. Sure. So the onus is on him, and we talked about Luka Doncic uh, earlier, and the the rise of Luka. Uh, in, insert song here. That he's got to do the same, especially when you can't count on Kristaps Porzingis uh, to be there for any length of time without hitting the the injured list. So I, I think for Giannis, it, it's there, there's a lot to it, and you know we can talk about his game and and development and continuing to be more confident in the jump shot because that's a huge part. and We saw spurts during this season where it looked like, all right, he's starting to feel it a little bit, and then he'd have a bad game and he'd back off the shot again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and it's- not, not the Ben Simmons, I'm not going to shoot it at all, but certainly if you're going to eliminate that from your game, well, that, that changes how you're guarded, and, and if you're not, especially come playoff time, guys are going to get to bang you around in the low post. That's just the way playoff basketball works. Whether it's right or not, we can argue forever. But, you know, and then when you do get to the line, you got to make them count.
5: Yeah, so the 4 the of 12 from the free throw line in Game 1 was, was atrocious. Better in Game 2. His decision-making when he has four guys on him uh, probably needs to to improve as well. The The fact of the matter is this also, Mike, when you look at the whole situation. Remember, they they dismissed Jason Kidd when Giannis was close to Kidd. And we thought that, that, you know, then when the Lakers hire him as an assistant, you know, we're saying, oh, what a ploy that the Lakers are trying to lure Giannis to LA by hiring Jason Kidd. But I think that Giannis got past that. The question is now is. Giannis would have to have some input on who the next coach mm-hmm. is. That's why Steve Nash is in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant had input on that's who the. That's they, the only reason. Yeah, there. like, <laughs> like so that so that's why you're doing it, and that's why if the Bucs lose tonight, Mike Budenholzer is done in Milwaukee. I, I truly believe that. For they'll play, they won't fire him after Game Three, but he will not be the head coach next season because of everything that is at stake, and they can't risk it. And plus, Mike. The crazy thing about this is they've got enough guys and they've got enough veteran guys. It's not even... I mean, the guy that probably has to grow the most is Giannis, which is crazy to think right. because Chris Middleton is who Chris Middleton is. Brooke Lopez is who Brook uh, Lopez is. Eric Bledsoe is who Eric Bledsoe is. And all of those guys are under contract for multiple seasons. So it's not like that core is going to change. So what you have to do is you have to figure out a way to get somebody in there that allows that change to happen. And I will add one more thing of why I think that – that that if they don't win tonight Budenholzer is done. Mike, it's also a job that would be coveted around the NBA. Like you could pick you would have a good opportunity to go after guys that maybe other Bucks regimes wouldn't have been interested in. So you are going to have people who would want to coach Giannis or want to take on that responsibility. And so that would be another reason where they if they were fired Budenholzer, they wouldn't be left in the dark or out in the cold with candidates. There would be enough guys that would want to come in and take that job. And that's why that's why tonight is so important because it's not only for that organization, but it also sets the dominoes up of what could happen through the rest of the league if if Giannis isn't happy and now you have a coaching change. But I do believe if the Bucks win tonight, they win the series. If they lose tonight, Budenholzer is done after two years.
7: Yeah, I think when, it, when it's all said and done, you, you, you evaluate coaching. I've been saying this forever. Uh, feel free to use it. Some others have. Uh, is the, you got your A to B guys and your B to C guys, right? To sure. where, all right, you set it up, you stabilize it, but then you, you recognize there may be a limitation. Maybe it's the communication with the superstar. Maybe you can't get the best out of you know those first th- two or three guys off the bench. Because let's face it, we're looking at an eight-nine man rotation for most teams, and even getting to eight is a is a tall task for a lot of them. But if you if you can't maximize, and there's the potential that the star is going to leave town, you're done. I mean that that's it. And and for Budenholzer, you know.
4: Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
7: He's a guy that we've seen the system, we've seen what's there, and you talk about the East being there for the taking. Raptors are great with Nurse. They, some would argue they overachieved. I like the way they, the, the style. And obviously, stylistically, the East, just like it did all those years ago in Jordan's era, uh, stylistically, it's a lot different than what you see in the West.
1: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the
6: iHeartRadio app. You know, finding a job can be frustrating and difficult, but it doesn't have to be. What if you had a partner? who could connect your skills and qualifications to job openings with local employers express employment professionals is the jobs expert you can count on go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or just download the express jobs app to get started one application with express puts you in front of top local employers In a variety of industries, interviewing with them is as easy as a phone call, and they never charge you a fee. With openings in skilled trade positions like welders, mechanics, and fabricators, to opportunities in sales, accounting, and customer service, Express can help you or someone you know find a great job. They have nearly four decades of experience helping people find jobs, and more than a half a million people each year go to work through their 850 plus offices don't wait any longer to find the right job for you visit expresspros.com today that's expresspros.com
2: look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest it's a storybook world for them you look and see a tree they see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky they see treasure and pebbles they see a windy path that could lead to adventure and they see you
5: Rocking with Mike Harmon today, I'm Dan Beyer, sitting in for Doug, get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome, I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox, of course, you can normally hear Mike weeknights on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, a guy that you'll hear Monday morning in for Clay Travis and I'll kick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio, he's an eight-year NFL that's uh, no longer in the National Football League, is now he's killing things on the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. Jeff Schwartz joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I am good. I am in Amelia
10: Island, right outside of Jacksonville, and I'm standing outside right now. It's 100 degrees outside, and there's a wedding being set up outside, mm. and I feel very bad for people to have to sit in this baking sun for this wedding like, okay I, it looks very nice but like oh my i, I just oh, it's gonna be a lot of sweating happening i i Are you understand? gonna crash it um i don't know i mean still got i don't know I'm about to start i think too no i'm not gonna crash it no i'm not gonna do that oh. i i i don't i don't really you guys have met me before i don't really blend in very well
6: <laughs> fair <laughs> uh,
10: point <laughs> yeah yeah
5: yeah yeah point taken let me ask you this because i am curious are the chairs separated or are they all together?
8: There, is there uh, social distancing?
5: Ooh. Ooh, interesting. It's uh, uh, you know, I expected, I expected that actually, but uh, man, hey, hundred <laughs> degrees, you know, humidity—that's a perfect time to uh to get married. Maybe on this, on the same line to make this transition. How did the marriage in New England end up working where Cam Newton became the starter and team captain? What what were people getting wrong when they were looking at the Cam Newton to New England uh, marriage that came to be?
10: Well, to be fair, I, I did not get it wrong. I, I called from the second Cam Newton was signed there, he was going to be the starting quarterback. It was just a matter of health, and he seemed to all accounts to be healthy, I think that was the number one concern was people were worried about his health. And if you followed his career, and I'm, I live in Charlotte, I played for the Panthers, I, I followed his career from the start. I played one season with him, in fact, uh, his, his first season in the NFL. Um, it was very clear that, that he was healthy. But I think the reason why I like the move and the reason why I think the Pages are going to be good this year, even though they, they have lost like eight, nine guys you know, via either you know released or, or sitting out for, for COVID, is that Cam has something to prove. And Belichick has something to prove it without Tom Brady, right? Tom gets all these weapons. He looks like he's going to win 10, 11, 12 games. Um, and Belichick and Cam have this partnership this year to make it work. So when I heard Cam was signed there, number one, I thought he was healthy. Number two, I think that that, that that motivation for Cam, okay, I have a one-year deal. If I play really well, obviously I could springboard somewhere else. But maybe I stay in New England and we form this bond between me and and Belichick. And so I always thought it would work. It was in my opinion, it was never even a competition. Just it was it was whether Cam was healthy or not was the deciding factor. And he obviously is healthy; he's ready to go. And they put the Dolphins Week One, and I'm excited to watch him play.
7: There you go. We'll take the over, right, Jeff? Because we get into a bit of that in the uh, social media world, and 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 there. So we'll take the over there. Uh, up in over in Washington, we've got Adrian Peterson getting released. Uh, timing, not the best. Uh, well, I, I guess it's the wait and see to see if an injury pops up to give him an opportunity because we know he wants that uh, number three spot on the list.
10: Uh, yeah, I would imagine it's a, it's a wait and see um, you know, injury situation. Um, I don't think anyone will sign him now because, you know, for those who don't know, if you're a vested veteran, which, which, which Adrian Peterson is, your salary becomes guaranteed if you're on the roster for week one. And so I think now he's been released by, by Washington. If anyone picks him up, they're not going to want to guarantee that salary for the whole season, in my opinion. So I think they're going to find a way to bring him in probably after week one and you know still get paid a couple million dollars to do that job, but it, w- it just won't be guaranteed money. Um, and so I think we have to wait maybe a week or two to find out if he finds a home. I, you know, There's not, not a lot of teams that are, I think, in the market for Adrian Peterson right now. You know, I know he wants to play. I think they're going to wait and see. A lot of teams are going to wait and see what happens uh, after week one.
5: Jeff Schwartz joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb. You can get Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. And again, here on Monday morning, he'll be uh, sitting in for Clay Travis and outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, your brother, obviously a Super Bowl champion, right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm curious into how this this training camp has gone for a team like like the Chiefs, where everything kind of just seems to be in place. We don't think that there are going to be hiccups. What what sort of problems do you foresee teams having because of this preseason that we've had that could carry over into the early part of the regular season?
10: Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it from the Chiefs or from the Ravens or the Niners or the Saints. I mean, I think we're going to see veteran teams that have a veteran coach, a veteran quarterback, especially. I know Pat, Pat Mum's not a veteran per se, but I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion and MVP, and Lamar's the same thing in the third year, sure. MVP still. But you know, the teams have been together for a while and have a concept of who they are, what they want to run, and how they need to practice, right? Because practice is you know was was pared down this year, so you have a, you, you know, you need a coach, and like Andy Reid, Andy Reid knows. Okay, we have 17 practices. Here's the 17 days, and here's what we have to get done. To feel comfortable to play week one. Young coaches don't know that yet, right? They have no idea what they need, how they have to how they have to structure things, and so I would look really early in the season on on these on these veteran teams playing, especially younger teams. I, I look, I lay the points a lot of times if you're looking at like a Ravens Bengals matchup, right? Like something where you have kind of a brand new thing happening versus some veteran things. I think I think for the Chiefs specifically, I don't think there's a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, there really unfortunately wasn't time to have a Super Bowl hangover, right? Sure. They just had their ring ceremony. Mm-hmm. You know, that's normally done in April. It's a huge party. But because of COVID, it just didn't happen, right? They, they, didn't, they didn't get to celebrate the offseason of being a Super Bowl champion. They, you know, they arrived back at the facility, and it just was like, okay, here's training camp. That part is over. So I think that the Chiefs specifically, there's going to be no hangover. And what stops them? I, I have no idea. I, I, I mean, I, the Ravens maybe, uh, injuries. Um, I don't know what would stop the Chiefs this year.
7: Certainly, uh, you, you mentioned no banquet circuit, so no, no chance for guys no. to go crazy there. Uh, their week one opponent, uh, Trader Bill, uh, we know he made a lot of offseason moves. <laughs> Deshaun Watson still uh, remains. They won the division a year ago. What are you expecting fr- from this squad in, in this incarnation? You
10: know what's really interesting about Bill O'Brien is that he obviously gets a deserved bad rap for his GM skill, because I think they're not very good, but he's actually a really good regular season coach. If you look at what they've done, uh, you know, they made the playoffs, I think, four out of the six years he's been there. One of those years was not with Deshaun Watson, right? It was like with Ryan Mallard or something or Brian Hoyer or someone else, Matt Schaub, maybe. Um, so he actually does a good job during the regular season. So so the question becomes how they overcome, right, the loss of Watkins and, and, and make that offense still happen. I think they can. I mean, you know, Watson is such a good talent. They have Fuller there still. They have him. The offensive line, they drafted players that they should keep improving. Their defense has got to play better than last year, but they have the pieces there as well. Um, I think they have a great chance to win the division. I, I know everyone's on the Colts to win the division. Um, I just, you know, Colts are a little bit more talented. Um, but I, I don't really trust Philip Rivers. I, I think the are going to, you know, win nine or 10 games again game this year. You know, Bill O'Brien's been terrible in the playoffs as a coach. Um, but for some reason, man, he, the regular season, he, he does a pretty good job.
5: Jeff Schwartz joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. A couple more for you, and last one for me. You say you know you played for the Panthers. You obviously still live in Charlotte. Is, is Matt Rule going to work? Um, and and the, I don't mean to pose it in a negative way because Matt Rule and the NFL were connected for years when he was still coaching in college, but it's the team in that division that we just kind of don't talk about because we love to talk about the Saints and the Buccaneers so much. Is Matt Rule going to work in Carolina?
10: I don't think this year, and it's not really his fault. Uh, they're the only team in the NFL with a new head coach, a new defensive coordinator, a new offensive coordinator, and new quarterback, right? They're all new. Sure. Um, and again, in a year when you have this weird off season, and they only return like 50% of their production from last, and they drafted seven players on defense this year in the draft. And so I think this year is not a good year for them. I, I bet they're under. I even I think they even put some money in them being the worst team in the NFL this year. I, again, I do not think it's because Teddy Bridgewater is not any good or McCaffrey's not good or even Matt Rule not good. I think the circumstances of this offseason plus the division being really good this year puts the Panthers in a really bad spot. And I do think they'll, you know, they'll improve throughout the year, um, but I, I, just, I don't think they're going to be very good this season for all those reasons.
7: All right, I go fanboy for a minute. For those that don't follow Jeff on Twitter, you should be at Jeff Schwartz. All the film breakdown, all the goodness, the pics that you get. Uh, and I know you can't be there right now as you're sweating your head off outside a wedding there in Florida. Uh, how's that pool working out for for the family, cool. man? Because that was a that was an undertaking that might as well have been on TV from where I sat. Because that was fun.
10: Yeah, it was a lot of fun doing it. Uh it's been great. I mean, I I never was I never wanted a pool. I'm not really a pool guy, but um it just we, you know, we started building right before COVID and, and right before it shut down and to have that as a recreation item for the kids and just to get outside, uh it's been well worth the money. I know it's not a you know, it doesn't help you resell your house. But I don't plan on moving anywhere. So um, and you know, my wife's fabulous with designing stuff. She designed our house. She designed the pool. Um, you know, I'm at this resort right now and I look at the pool and I'm like, yeah, our pool's better. So <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> like, you don't, you don't feel like sitting out of the pool as much. So, uh, we did, it's been, it's been great. It really has. And like I said, the, it's just the timing worked out. You know, we dug the hole for the pool, like one or two days before the market crashed in February and I, I joked with them, "Can we put the dirt back in?" <laughs> they didn't
5: like that joke, <laughs> um, but it was—it's uh, been good to get this done. What, what what commercial did they? Was it a commercial that they filmed in your uh, house? Yeah, yeah. Can... So uh, it was
10: a, it was a Hoover. It was like a Hoover vacuum commercial, and I guess in our neighborhood, this happens a lot. I mean, they they, they scout our house for a while now, and um, but what's crazy is that I thought they wanted the house because they wanted like. The furniture in the house. They, they they removed all the furniture. They moved all the furniture out of our house and put in their own their own furniture. They put in our their own family photos. Like they took our family photos out. Wow. Put their own stuff in and then just used our house to film a commercial for two days. So they said that when it finally airs we won't even be able to tell it's our house. We're just gonna like we'll be able to tell because acts
5: Oh, that's that's but great. See, Jeff but it, but it paid
10: for a little
7: bit of the construction. See? That all works together. <laughs>
10: Yeah, it paid for you know, maybe like a, a, a tiny step in the
5: pool. Oh, uh,
10: <laughs> I tried, Jeff. I tried.
5: Eight years <laughs> in the NFL. Now the host of the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. And again, hear him on Monday morning, Labor Day morning, in for Clay Travis on Outkick, the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. Uh, have a great weekend, Jeff. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care, guys. Have a great week. Hydrate, one. brother. Be good. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. One commercial note. When I used to live, I used to live in Santa Monica – and when the can you hear me now? You know commercials were very popular. Oh, yeah. sure. They filmed one on a like a doorstep of an apartment complex, like a block away, and it was really close to where they. Uh, caught Whitey Bulger, by the way, where they were filming this commercial, that? which is on, yeah, a whole other story. But it was just crazy to see that commercial be played over and over again because I walked past it the day that they were filming it. So you end up seeing that commercial, and you're like, oh, that's just down the block. Yeah, crazy stuff. Those commercials and how they do it. He is Mike Carbon. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb. John Ramos gets to saddle up and play a game that we bring back during Triple Crown season. We're going to bring in Isaac Longcon because he's going to serve as our judge in our next game. Oh, nice. The, yeah, Kentucky Derby is tomorrow, and when you watch the run for the Roses, you are going to see a bunch of horses, and you're going to hear a bunch of names that just don't make sense. And I think all of us can agree that throughout the history of time – Horse names just has, have never made sense. Just like in 1989, in one of the most infamous horse races to ever take place, uh, you could you could hear this one on YouTube. But this was 30 plus years ago, and it went down to the wire.
9: Who farted on the extreme outside? Colorado Coed Toast a dozen on the
5: inside. Questers Jet. Who farted? Who farted on the outside? It's close. Who farted in the winner's circle? Hoof hearted, yes, that was the winner of the race in 1989.
7: That's hoof. alliteration at its finest.
5: <laughs> yeah. just, oh, hoof! That just like a horse, it makes total sense. We are going to play. You could strike up the music okay, now. Here we go. Yeah, you can even uh, you can do whatever you want, Johnny. <laughs> Isaac's going to be the judge. He's got, uh, if you get, we're going to try to give you names of horses at the Kentucky Derby. You just have to say if it's a pony or if it's a phony. Okay. Okay. If it's a pony, it's in the Derby. If it's a phony, it's a name we made up. If you get it correct, you will hear this sound. And if you get it wrong, you will hear. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of our nay, our yay and nay, if you will. Are you ready to play pony or phony, John?
8: I I, I am now, yes. Here we go. Uh, okay. All right.
5: Let's uh let's start here. What about money moves? Is that a pony mm. or is that a phony?
8: <laughs> money moves. Uh that sounds like a name of a horse, but not in this Kentucky Derby. I'll say that's a phony.
5: Yeah, it is. It's going to start from the seven post, uh, and is a thirty-to-one shot. So money moves in the field of the run for the roses. All right, Mike. Cross cut. <laughs> cross cut sounds
8: like uh, like fries. I think There's cross cut <laughs> fries. So I'm going to say that's a phony.
7: You're right. It it is in fact a, a type of French fry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, delicious fries, by the way. (laughs) Okay, John, you are one for two. Zoom meeting. Zoom meeting.
8: Zoom meetings are so hot right now. I can imagine someone thought of that. I'm going to say that is a
5: pony. Oh. No, no, they, they would have had to think of it two years ago. Oh. Because
6: <laughs> He's two yeah, years old, that's right.
5: The horse is not going to be born last month <laughs> and just run in the derby. But that's all right. All right, Zoom meeting is out of it. He's so young out there. <laughs> Back around to my Carmen in Pony or Phony. <laughs> Sol Volante.
8: Mm, that's my first language is Spanish. Uh, I'm going to say that
5: is Phony. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and bringing up the rear is John Ramos. Turn around the turn they come.
7: <laughs> I really thought he was going to make a veto joke. <laughs> <kidding?
5: Yeah. laughs> oh, I like how John says it's his first language as well. What's a what's a sentence in Spanish? Can you give us one, John?
8: Uh, ¿Dónde está tu baño? All
5: right, there you go. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? <laughs>
8: there Jeez. you go, Ilo. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. Pony or phony. <laughs> you
1: should know where the bathroom is here. You've worked here long <laughs>
8: enough.
5: Pony or phony trying to decipher if these horses are at the Kentucky Derby. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt? I'm so sorry. <laughs> John,
8: you said Sol Volante. Oh, that's my first language, Spanish. It's It's actually Italian. <laughs> oh, <no.
9: laughs>
5: Good catch. Good I don't catch. See the mark. I good don't. catch. I'm not smart enough to catch that. Uh, what? What about? What about Major Dad? Mm. Is that a pony or phony?
8: I know that was a TV show, I believe. So I'm going to say that's a phony.
5: Yes, that is correct, and not a good TV no. show. That one stunk. It was and that the was great like Gerald
7: right, McRaney. Yes.
5: Yeah, that was right, like before designing women. I think. Uh, from BBC
1: Radio Four.
4: Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Major Major Fed
5: is in the Uh, Kentucky Derby, but not Major Dad.
4: All
7: right, pony or phony? Max Headroom.
8: (laughs) Well, I know that was a a little TV show, too, but I'm going to say someone went a little crazy. I'm going to say that is a pony. Yes.
5: No, No, that's wrong, John. (laughs) (laughs) The horse is saying, nay. (laughs) (laughs) "Nay." Oh, man. John is like two for six uh, (laughs) right about now. Which He's is about uh, Giannis's free throw
7: percent? Yeah, <laughs>
5: <laughs> very good. I was going to say that's good for the Texas Rangers. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, last one for okay. me in Pony or Phony? Doctor Feelgood. Good. <laughs>
8: oh, these names you you just can't tell if they're right or wrong. I'm going to say Phony. <laughs>
5: Ah. Yeah. I know that's
8: a Motley Crue song. So that's yes, right, yeah.
5: and an album, and yes. an album. Okay, he's gonna make you feel all right.
8: <laughs> it's right. Nikki
7: Six just sold off his shares of the Motley Crue catalog. What a big investment? Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's a big story. This is an interesting uh, investing angle uh, because I'm a nerd that way. Anyway, Pony or one guy phony, got so mad final... about
5: it he started shouting at the devil about it. <laughs> 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 sold it to a bunch of girls, girls, girls. That's what he did. <laughs>
7: <laughs> All right, pony or phony? Right. Last one. Yep. Honor AP.
8: <laughs> Honor AP. Um Jeez, I'm going to say that's a a, a pony.
5: Yeah. All
6: right. We to guess. end on a high note. Yeah. not in wa-
8: not honor AP Spanish in high school.
6: <laughs> That's not what the Washington football team did this morning, by the way. <laughs>
5: yeah, That's why I chose that one as the last one, right? Oh, oh man. Five right. to one according mm. to odds that I printed out uh, last night. So can that could have changed. Can the horse leave now? Uh, yes. Yes. You can. Right, there you <laughs> Thank you very much, Isaac Lohenkron. Great job, John Ramos. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. Glad to have you with us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, we will hear from Doug as he weighs in on the dilemma that was answered in New England. We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live
1: edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
5: He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer, sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. Today's show is brought to you by NHTSA. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. People could get hurt or killed. You could get arrested, incur huge legal legal expenses, or even lose your job. If you think drunk driving is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong. Drive sober, or get pulled over, paid for by nitza just because doug isn't here doesn't mean we're going to uh miss out on some doug on this friday here on the doug gottlieb show in a segment we like to call and now <laughs>
1: what does the fox say?
5: so doug was in earlier today for colin cowherd on the herd here on fox sports radio and talked about the confidence that he has in cam newton the new starting quarterback of the new england patriots
6: it does make sense that cam newton's their quarterback it does make sense That if you're going to have Cam, you might as well use him. It should also be pointed out that Jared Stidham, he got banged up early in camp. And so it wasn't really a competition. And you walk into the locker room and you're Cam freaking Newton. Young guys grew up idolizing you. That has power. On reputation alone, he was starting this competition on second or third base. That doesn't necessarily change anything for the Pats. They still don't have weaponry for him. They still don't have a full roster for him, and they're more likely to use him as a runner and as a thrower out of necessity and out of game planning, which can be good for him to be productive, but man, will his body hold up? I still don't know. Do you?
5: I don't know if it makes any difference, Mike. I do think that Brian Hoyer was a, a part of that conversation. I don't know how seriously it's not the main whole point, but I actually think that that yeah, you may not may not uh, think that Cam had any competition for the job, but the way that he plays and how you want to use a Cam Newton to me is one of the perfect marriages that you have in New England, in my mind. I'm not sure how you view about it, but I, I'm not too worried about him not having a competition.
7: Yeah, I I think Stidham would have been a competition. I don't I don't think it was all smoke. Smith and I have argued about this for months because he just didn't want Jared Stidham to be the next guy. Uh, full disclosure, Jason Smith, my partner, weeknights is a Jets fan. I'll leave it there. Uh, Nikhil Harry expecting far more than what he was as a rookie. Missed half the year. He was hurt. Julian Edelman, they'll put duct tape around him uh, and, and the bubble wrap, and we'll see how that goes. Asiasi comes in as the tight end. We don't know, right? We don't know uh, just a draft pick. And then you've got the running back uh, by a 1,000 paper cuts because there's nine guys that could be there. <laughs> uh, I, I think it all comes down to how healthy is he. We were talking with Jeff Schwartz a little bit earlier. If he's healthy and he can be Cam, i.e. tuck the ball and run, then we're good. And, and it will produce and that defense will still be strong. Remember, they're still playing in the AFC East. Okay, as much as people want to bang the drum for Buffalo or the rise of Tua tungo slash the neckbeard down there in Miami, we know Adam Gase is still coaching the Jets. You can still win the division, but you need Cam Newton to be Cam Newton. Much like I argued Harbaugh was right when he said, hey, I'm going to use Lamar Jackson for Lamar Jackson, i.e. throw the ball and he's still going to run it a bunch. If Cam Newton can do that, then you still have a formidable uh, quarterback there in New England. Ah! What's up,
1: Spike?
5: I think it's the only way. Like, I, if Cam's not running the ball, I, I just I don't know what's Dang. the point. I, I, I really don't. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Radio, and I think that marriage of running and defense is going to aid New England. Get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. The future is here in the NBA, and we'll tell you where next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports
1: talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs)
0: and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: At Bed, 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.